0: Welcome to the Fasting Well Podcast. This is episode number 12, and today I'll be talking about kind of a fun topic, the benefits of extended fasting. The reason I say this is kind of fun is because there are some pretty cool health benefits that a lot of people don't know about that come from prolonged fasting. Now, of course, there's some overlap with the benefits of short-term fasting, sometimes called time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting, but there are also some unique benefits. So I'm going to focus a little bit more on the unique benefits of extended fasting versus those that you could also get from shorter fasts. Now, of course, long fasts are not for everyone. Not everyone should be doing this. And I talked a lot in episode six of this podcast about who should fast, who shouldn't fast, and who's kind of in between who falls into the maybe category. So, go back and listen to that if you're not sure. But basically, if you're underweight, if you don't weigh enough, (laughs) then you probably shouldn't be doing any prolonged fasting. And also, if you have certain eating disorders, it's probably not a good idea. And if you're a little child, then you probably shouldn't be doing any prolonged fasting. Those are the main categories, along with pregnant women and nursing women. But for most other people, not all other people, but for most other people, the majority of other people, There are some significant health benefits that you can get from doing extended fasting at least every once in a while. Some people don't need to do it very often. It depends on your health situation, for example, how overweight you are, how high your blood sugar is, how high your blood pressure is, how many medications you're on. There are a lot of variables that would kind of help inform how often you should be doing this. I'll be sharing additional strategies in the future about exactly how to go about doing a prolonged fast, which by the way, I define as more than 24 hours or more than a day. So I'll be giving you tips and tricks about how to do it. But today I'm going to be focusing mainly on the benefits. And I think by understanding the benefits, you'll be more motivated to actually put it in practice. That's what I've found to be the case with myself, certainly, and with a lot of people that I've talked to when they say, oh, well, I learned about this benefit, and I wanted to get that, and so that's why I did it. So once you understand the benefits, that's going to give you the incentive to actually put it in practice. All right, let's go ahead and get into the benefits. So I'm going to talk about seven benefits of extended fasting, of fasting for multiple days. Benefit number one, extended fasting produces a quicker and more profound improvement in your blood sugar levels and your insulin levels or in other words helps improve insulin resistance so you can you can get improvements in your blood sugar levels and you can help reverse insulin resistance or in other words excessively high levels of insulin by doing short term fasting you can also improve it by improving the type of food that you eat but you can get an even faster and just more effective, more, more pronounced benefit, more pronounced improvement in those levels by doing a prolonged fast. And that's because it gives your body a longer break from all those blood sugar spikes that you get when you consume processed carbohydrates or really any carbohydrates. You give yourself a longer break, and so your insulin can go lower and lower and just get down to that nice, normal level that it should be at when you're fasting, when you're not eating. It also helps, doing prolonged fasts also helps clean out the fatty deposits in your liver and your pancreas. And the reason I bring that up is because your liver and your pancreas are both very important organs when it comes to regulating blood sugar and regulating your metabolism in general. So once you clean out some of those fatty deposits, which happens pretty quickly during a prolonged fast, once you clean out those fatty deposits, those organs start working better. And your blood sugar and insulin related issues can normalize pretty quickly in a lot of cases. Benefit number two prolonged fasting lowers your risk of various chronic illnesses. Now, I did say this for short term fasting as well when I did the episode about the benefits of intermittent fasting. But just like extended fasting produces a more pronounced improvement in insulin resistance it can therefore produce a more pronounced and quicker improvement or quicker lowering of your risk for various chronic diseases. For example, diabetes. Diabetes is basically the result of having too much insulin in your bloodstream. I'm talking about type 2 diabetes as opposed to type 1. Type 2 is much more common. So type 2 diabetes is the result of having too much insulin in your bloodstream also known as insulin resistance because insulin goes too high because your body's not responding to it adequately. And so when you do fasting, you normalize your insulin levels, you significantly lower your risk of diabetes. And anytime you lower your risk of diabetes, you lower your risk of many other health problems because diabetes is one of the main risk factors for heart attacks and strokes and some types of cancer. So, you're going to lower your risk of heart disease and strokes and certain types of cancer by doing prolonged fasts. And there are some other reasons why it would make sense that prolonged fasts would lower your risk of cancer, but just in terms of lowering your insulin level and reducing your risk of diabetes, that alone would tend to reduce your risk of certain types of cancer. Benefit number three prolonged fasting is an effective way to break through weight loss plateaus. So, a lot of people have told me, oh, I'm doing time-restricted eating, I'm doing something like 16-8, where they eat for eight hours a day, and then they do an overnight fast that ends up lasting about 16 hours. That They're doing something like that, and they've lost, who knows, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, but then they kind of plateaued. Well, first of all, I would say to those people, make sure you're eating enough food. Feast when you're not fasting. Feast on healthy foods with lots of protein when you're not fasting, because if you try to cut calories and do time-restricted eating at the same time, it'll usually slow down your metabolism, and then weight loss becomes more difficult. So first of all, make sure you're eating enough. But if you're doing that already, and you're doing some time-restricted eating, and then you're trying to reduce body fat even more, and you've kind of hit a plateau, Probably the most effective thing you can do is to do a longer fast. And you don't have to do these long fasts super frequently necessarily, but even just 24 hours once a week or three to five days once a month, something like that, would be a pretty effective way to break through some weight loss plateaus. And hopefully it's obvious I'm only talking about people who are overweight who do have some extra body fat to lose. Because, of course, there are those eating disorders like anorexia and those body image issues, which are reinforced by a lot of stuff in our society, like the unrealistic you know, body types of all the movie stars and the magazines and the social media filters and all these things. But assuming you do have some extra body fat to lose and that you're not just having unreasonable expectations about your body constitution, then extended fasting is a very effective way to break through those weight loss plateaus and get going in the right direction. And that's at least partially because it gives you longer periods of time with lower insulin levels. When your insulin is low, you're able to burn body fat more readily, more easily. So you maximize fat burning for longer durations of time. Okay, benefit number four. Benefit number four is something called autophagy. Autophagy, you've probably heard of it, but maybe not. Either way is fine. But, uh, there was a guy who won the Nobel Prize in, I think it was 2016, for some discoveries related to this thing called autophagy. Now, autophagy means self-eating. I think it comes from the Greek root that means self, auto, and eating, phagy. So autophagy is like eating oneself. But what it actually means is when your body starts to Kind of eat, or in other words, recycle, to consume and then recycle certain waste products and old proteins and other things that it doesn't need anymore inside your cells, inside the cells. So, inside your cells, you might have some old proteins that are worn out that don't work as well anymore. And when you do a prolonged fast, one of the the things your body does is it starts to find some of those older proteins that don't work as well. And it starts to consume them, break them down, and then recycle the parts. And that's called autophagy, which could also be described as a cellular spring cleaning. And so it's one of those things where if you're, if you're hosting parties all the time, then you never have a chance to kind of clean your home, right? But once all the parties are done and everybody leaves, all the people go away, then you can do that proper cleaning and organizing. So that's kind of what autophagy is. So it's natural for your body to have periods of time where you're not eating, even for a few days every once in a while. And that's one of those times when your body takes advantage of the opportunity to do some deep cleaning and organizing. And that's kind of what autophagy is. So autophagy results in kind of renewal and healing in various organs in your body. Autophagy tends to ramp up after about 24 hours of fasting and has sort of been said to peak or start leveling off around 72 hours, so in other words, about three days. So if you're really trying to boost autophagy, you would do some fasts that are longer than 24 hours, basically, is what you need to know about that. If you want to learn more about autophagy, I'll be talking about it more in the future, but there's a super interesting podcast episode you could listen to, which is on Rhonda Patrick's podcast called Found My Fitness, and the guest is Guido Cromer. So he, I think he's Italian, he's a researcher, and he talks a lot about different types of autophagy and how your body's not just consuming these old proteins, but also organelles like mitochondria and even viruses that are inside your cells. It'll consume those and break them down so there's, there's these different names for it, like virophagy is when your body breaks down the viruses um, inside your cells. During, it's, it's a type of autophagy, in other words. But anyway, really interesting topic, and that's one way you could learn a little bit more about it if you want to. All right, benefit number five. And this one's pretty cool, pretty exciting, pretty interesting. Could really have a big impact for a lot of people that otherwise have some pretty unpleasant medical conditions. And this is that prolonged fasting can improve autoimmune symptoms or autoimmune conditions. So it's mainly been studied, as far as I know, it's mainly been studied with multiple sclerosis or MS, as well as Crohn's disease, which is a type of inflammatory bowel disease. But there's basically every reason to believe that, it, that prolonged fasting can also help improve other autoimmune conditions, like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, to name a couple. So there are a bunch of different medical conditions where your immune system gets overactive and starts attacking your own body. And some of those are chronic in nature, meaning it causes ongoing inflammation in certain body areas and then damage to those body areas because of all the inflammation So something interesting happens when you fast for more than, say, three or four days. So once you get up to about five days or beyond, then something really interesting happens. And that's that your body decides to break down and recycle a lot of your white blood cells. In other words, your immune system, your immune cells. So it breaks down and recycles, not all of them, of course, it's not going to completely eliminate your immune system, but maybe like two-thirds of your immune cells get broken down and recycled. In other words, broken down and used for parts. And then at the same time, your body starts making more stem cells. Stem cells, of course, being those cells that can be made into various types of cells, And they're often made into different types of blood cells, including white blood cells, or in other words, your immune system. So the stem cells are in your bone marrow primarily, and so your body starts making more stem cells when you fast beyond a few days. And that's because it's getting ready to rebuild your immune system. And so once you end that fast, say you fast for five days, for example, once you end it and then you start eating again, and you refeed, as they say, Then you use the stem cells, you rebuild your immune system. And when you rebuild your immune system, there's a little bit of a redistribution of which types of immune cells you have. And the newer immune cells don't have as many autoimmune problems. So they won't be attacking your own body as much as the old ones did. Now, it probably varies depending on the type of autoimmune condition how much fasting will help. And sometimes it may take multiple rounds of fasting to really see a significant change. But wow, if I had an autoimmune condition, I would sure be doing this to see if it would improve that condition, because it's way better than having to rely on medications, which often have unpleasant side effects or harmful side effects. And it's more likely to produce a lasting improvement in an autoimmune condition versus just taking medication. I'll give you one example. People with rheumatoid arthritis are often taking medications that suppress their immune system. And they have to then be very vigilant to make sure they don't get things like tuberculosis or other infections because, well, their immune system isn't really working. And when your immune system's not working, it also makes you more likely to get cancer. So if you're taking medications that suppress your immune system because of an autoimmune condition, it can cause a lot of problems. So why not try some extended fasting and maybe see a significant improvement? Definitely seems worth a try. But let's go ahead and move on from that. Of course, uh, I'll probably be talking more about that in the future along with several of these uh, benefits that I'm talking about. But benefit number six is that prolonged fasting boosts your growth hormone. So growth hormone, as it sounds like, is a hormone that promotes growth and building inside your body. And people often think of it as something that's going to help you build muscle Uh, Famously, some athletes have taken growth hormone supplements. Allegedly, Barry Bonds was doing that when he got a lot bigger and then hit a whole bunch of home runs, for example. But growth hormone isn't just a way to build muscle. It can help build other body tissues as well. So I'll give you one example. Megan Ramos, who's coming on this podcast in a few weeks, uh, and she's an expert on helping people use fasting to improve various medical conditions. So she was diagnosed with osteoporosis at a young age. Osteoporosis is when you have brittle bones, when your bones aren't very dense. And she's talked a lot uh, in some interviews that I've listened to. She's talked about how when she had osteoporosis, she decided to do prolonged fasting on a regular basis. And so she did 72-hour fasts, I believe, kind of regularly, like maybe every other week or something, for a while to help... Build her bone density. And the idea was part of the idea behind that was that by boosting her growth hormone, she'd be more likely to increase her bone density. So I don't think that's been extensively researched or anything, but it makes sense in theory that you could improve your bone density, for example, by doing some extended fasting. And you can probably improve your overall lean body mass by getting rid of some body fat and maybe using the growth hormone that you get to build a little bit more of various types of lean body mass. All right, so benefit number seven. So this is the last one I'm going to mention today. And that is that extended fasting improves mental focus and clarity and can even lead to really significantly elevated moods and even something I would call euphoria. So I've experienced this many times, most notably when I did a a really prolonged fast. I did a 10-day fast a few years ago. And that time in particular... I noticed that not only was I able to focus very easily, like my mind could solve problems and I could practically write a whole essay or blog post in my mind, you know, just without even trying that hard, just because I had this kind of amazing mental clarity. But I also reached really good feelings that I would describe as euphoria. You know, people take drugs to get feelings of euphoria, like heroin, for example. But through fasting you can get to some degree feelings of euphoria in a very natural way, just through natural changes in your body. And one of those changes is that your ketone levels are going to be really high when you fast, significantly higher than just by eating a ketogenic diet. So that's one of the one of the things. And then there's some other hormone changes as well that may contribute to those types of feelings. But it's pretty unique. It's pretty cool. If you've never experienced it, it's definitely something that you may find really fun and interesting um, and, and just really positive. And for people with certain mental health issues like depression or anxiety, this is a tool that could not only potentially bring some short-term relief, but sometimes may have more of a lasting effect afterwards as well in reducing symptoms of depression or anxiety. On a related topic... I've gotten a lot of questions in the past about using ketone supplements because of these potential benefits of ketones themselves, which could include the mental focus and mental clarity and even improvements in mood, more of a positive mood, uh, along with other potential benefits like increased energy. And I recently started trying one called Keto Start, and it seems to be pretty good. It came recommended from Dominic D'Agostino and Rhonda Patrick, who, if you haven't heard of them, they're both PhD researchers who also do a lot of podcasting and things. And so they they know a lot about different supplements and about the science behind ketones. And they both recommended this product. And so I've been trying it out. And I have found that it seems to improve my ability to focus. I haven't used it a ton, to be honest, but I'll go ahead and add a link in case you want to also try it out. And I'll talk more about it in the future as well. So I'll put a link in the show notes. And then if if you, uh, an easy way you could find it as well is I'll add a link where you can go to fastingwell.com slash ketostart, K-E-T-O-S-T-A-R-T, fastingwell.com slash ketostart. So if you're interested in that, no pressure. So let me go ahead and do a summary of what I talked about today. So I talked about seven benefits of extended fasting. Some of these are pretty unique to extended fasting. Some of them you could also get from shorter fasts, but would be more pronounced, more powerful, and have a quicker effect when you do a longer fast. By extended fasting, I mean more than a day, but in some cases you'd need to go even a bit longer, like three or four or five days or beyond, to get some of these specific benefits. So this isn't for everyone. If you're underweight or, ha- or pregnant or have certain eating disorders, for example, then the- this may not be a good fit for you and maybe you shouldn't do any extended fasting. But for most people, which I mean literally, I mean the majority of people, extended fasting is a useful tool that can bring some significant benefits to their health. So the first benefit I mentioned was that you'll have a quicker and more profound improvement in insulin and blood sugar levels, which can help improve things like diabetes or prediabetes, for example. The second benefit that I mentioned was that you'll lower your risk by doing extended fasting, you'll lower your risk of various chronic illnesses, in a more pronounced way than if you were just to do some short or occasional fasting. So that includes lowering your risk of diabetes, and by association, also lowering your risk of heart disease, strokes, and even some types of cancer. The third benefit I mentioned was that extended fasting is a useful way to break through weight loss plateaus. So assuming you're overweight or obese, if you've tried some other Strategies, including maybe some short term fasting, time restricted eating, and maybe you've hit kind of a weight loss plateau, then try doing a little bit longer fast. And usually, because that gives your body a longer break from food and a longer period of time with low insulin, typically that's going to help you break through some weight loss plateaus. Now, of course, after a prolonged fast, some of the weight's going to come back, and that's completely normal because some of the weight that you lose is water weight essentially. So it's natural for about half of the weight to come back. But the other half you know, usually stays off, and so it can be a helpful way to break through those weight loss plateaus. The fourth benefit I talked about was autophagy, which is that cellular spring cleaning where your body breaks down and recycles a lot of old, worn-out stuff inside your cells, including organelles and even viruses and various proteins. So that's a type of renewal and healing that can happen throughout your body. The fifth benefit, benefit number five, was that extended fasting can improve autoimmune conditions. The ones that have been studied the most, I believe, are multiple sclerosis and Crohn's disease, but it probably helps with other autoimmune conditions as well, and that's because it causes your body to break down and recycle a lot of your white blood cells. White blood cells make up your immune system, and then it rebuilds, your body rebuilds your immune system from the various stem cells that it's been making more of during your fast. So once you start eating again, you'll rebuild the immune system, and typically it won't have as many autoimmune problems as it did before. Benefit number six is that extended fasting boosts your growth hormone, which may have some benefits related to lean body mass and could also potentially help if you have something like osteoporosis or osteopenia, which is like the less severe version of osteoporosis. Benefit number seven is that prolonged fasting boosts mental focus and mental clarity and can also improve your mood and even bring feelings that I would describe as euphoria. So it's a pretty cool thing. It's pretty unique. It's, it's honestly one of the best ways I've ever felt has been during prolonged fasts. So that's one of the reasons that I like to share it with other people and talk about it because it's such a cool experience. And I think if you have something like depression, it could probably help quite a bit in the short term and potentially in the long term as well. So here's what I want you to do now. Think just a little bit about whether extended fasting doing a you know a full day or multiple days of fasting is a good fit for you. If you're not a child and you're not underweight, not pregnant, not nursing, don't have eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia, then most likely extended fasting is a good idea for you. Now, how often you would want to do it depends on various factors, including how overweight you are or if you're at a normal weight. If you're at a normal weight, you wouldn't want to do it very often, but maybe just once in a while. But assuming extended fasting is potentially a good fit for you, then think a little bit about when you will do your first fast and put it on your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it's probably not going to happen. So just think a little bit, pick something that seems realistic with your schedule and and decide when you want to do that. This is a really good time of year to do it between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, a lot of people talk about putting on all those holiday pounds. Well, you know, a good way to kind of mitigate that would be to do some extended fasting in between those two holidays. So these first three weeks of December would be a great time to do that. I also have an easy fasting guide that I've talked about previously, which walks you through step by step how to ease into extended fasting, how to start slowly so it's relatively easy. And if you haven't already read through that, you can find it on my website by going to fastingwell.com easy, E-A-S-Y, fastingwell.com easy. And I'll share some additional tips and strategies in the future as well related to extended fasting to help you put it into practice more smoothly and more easily. But that's all for today. I hope it was helpful, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Fasting Well podcast. The Fasting Well podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.